0: You're listening to the Pop Tart Podcast, Girl on. you already know. Can we talk about your butthole? I have
1: sage a friend's vagina. So like I really, relate. Basically, um, they
2: just like painted my like asshole. <laughs> she said, when I die, marry my husband, your step-grandfather. And so she said, okay.
1: If I'm going to go on a show, I'm not going to be, like, a regular bitch, you know? I'm going to be, like, a nasty, crazy girl, like, throwing tables and shit.
2: Hello! Hello! And welcome to (laughs) Pop-Tarts. I'm Emily Rems. I'm Callie Watts. We're both editors of Bust Magazine in New York City. We love talking to each other about pop culture. We love talking to you about pop culture. And today, we have just one of the juiciest topics around to discuss. Uh, On this show, we've been having a bit of a moment when it comes to the Real Housewives reality show franchise on Bravo. I started tuning in to New York and Beverly Hills around 2019 because my cousins Lois and Daniel were always... Talking about it, and I wanted to have something to talk to them about. So I sort of fell into a bit of a hole with those two series in 2019. Then I felt like I had a real bonding moment with Roxanne Gay on this show back in March because we were both just getting into the brand new Salt Lake City cast. And then in April, I binge watched the last couple of seasons of Atlanta so that I could interview Candy Burris, who was the very first housewife to ever appear on our Humble show. And I'm very glad that I took that journey and speaking with her was truly amazing. And now my work wife and co-host and inspiration, Callie Watts, is just starting to get into the New York show because she realized that she actually knows cast member Leah McSweeney. To get her better situated to enjoy this show, she reached out to her hilarious, amazing friend, Sean Anthony, because he is a Housewives super fan. And we thought, why should she hug Sean all to herself when we can just put him on our show and he can give us all a crash course in Real Housewives? He can give the tea to all of our Pop-Tarts friends and fans and Callie won't just have all of his deep and intense knowledge all to herself. So now... Sean is here with us, and we are simply delighted to speak with him on this vitally important topic. Welcome Callie's friend, Sean Anthony! Yay! Thank
1: Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate it. You are here. I'm very excited about this.
0: I need to learn so much. So I tried to watch when we had Candy Boris on, but you know, it's a lot to um, dip a toe in. I, you know, I was like, who are these people? I don't know what's happening. I watched when Big Frida was on because I know Big Frida. So that was like, I can relate to this person. Cause it's nice to know if someone's, you know, you get, if they're real or not real. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I'm not like super homies with Lee, but I met her a couple of times. I was on her podcast. Oh, I think it was a radio show for married to the Mob back in the day when I had the porn mm-hmm. and then We kicked it off, and then I went to, I think it was either her or her sister's birthday party, which was lit as fuck,
1: and I saved. I'm jealous that you were able to do that.
0: (laughs) I I think this was the same party. This was in my warring 20s, so I'm not sure if this was the same party, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure this was the same party where I rescued one of the ATL twins. You know those rappers with the grills? That that were in um, Spring Breakers. Yes. Well, one of them was going down the pole, and there was like broken
1: glass all over <gasps> the ground,
0: and I like swept under, it. <laughs> like, stopped it from hitting the ground.
1: So basically, you're like a sort, you're like a savior.
0: Yes. So if you're a fan of those, know that I saved that back.
2: Gotcha. Oh my god! But gotcha. so now <laughs> that
0: I, I feel like when I watch it, I'm like, oh, she's being like how she is in person, so it's more entertaining but now i'm just all into the family and i need to watch all of them now that i
2: yeah yeah so sean before we get talking about the show in in granular detail can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself who you are where Mm -hmm. you're from and what your personal history is with this crazy 15 year old franchise how long have you been in this life
1: so i'm a deep fan um i actually started watching when i was like fresh out of high school so that's pretty much 15 years um i'm from uh virginia and i um uh, i went to school in uh vcu which is like you know in richmond virginia and then i moved up i moved up here so you know that's how i met callie and was introduced to all of her delicious gorgeous friends and yeah so i mean i just uh i really love the franchise because i feel like it's like a great way to like it's entertaining but it's also like it's just there, there's, like, a deeper vibe that I think that people really don't know about. And I, and I love the fact that, like, there is a way that, like, you can actually enjoy, like, the, the entertainment value. But also just, like, these women, like, also introduce topics that I think are important to talk about.
2: If someone were to ask you, what are the Real Housewives shows about what would you tell them? Like if someone were to ask me, I would say it's women of a certain age who are supposed to be friends but fight all the time. Like that description is a terrible premise for a show, but this show is wildly popular. What would you say these shows are actually about, Callie? I I would like to say that on the first take
0: of watching it, I was very confused that none of them are actually housewives.
2: Right. Literally, right. none
0: of them are married. None of them. And they all have jobs. And when I think of a housewife, also, I'm very confused about the money situation here. Like, I mean, I was like, Leah, rich enough to be a housewife? And she got a couple million. <laughs> because some of these other bitches, they got like $50 million. I mean, how? Yeah. Like, who's the one that fights with everybody on the. Um, You're talking about Atlanta? New York? On Atlanta. Oh, Portia. Because to try to brush up, I just Googled, like, biggest housewife, messiest housewives, biggest housewife fights.
2: Not well, Kenya Portia, but, also fights with everyone.
0: Um, anyway, one, one of them has, like, millions of dollars and millions. She's, like, the most paid housewife, but I can't really figure out what she did to make the money.
2: Right. That's very mysterious. You're touching on a lot of hot topics. I actually have individual questions. I am very
0: confused about just the generality of how how they're housewives.
2: Because you're asking so many questions at once and I hear you and I have anticipated every last one of them. Let's just backtrack for a moment and start with Sean's assessment of what the show is actually about. Because it is not about being a housewife and it's not about being real.
1: I think that the show is about kind of like a glamorized version of like, uh, maybe like an exaggerated version of like being like a rich bitch.
2: Yeah, they should just call it rich bitches. But (laughs) also, I was doing a little bit more research on it because I was I've always been very puzzled by it and i found that back in 2006 when this all began the -hmm. whole franchise started with the real housewives of orange county and from what i understand they primarily were actually very wealthy housewives Mm -hmm. and then that show blew up and they had this other show in development called new york moms which then when orange county blew up then new york moms was just retitled real housewives of new york city even though they didn't actually cast housewives in that and then there was another show i think it was called miami social which was about like like being out in nightlife in miami and they just called that one real housewives of miami just because the first show about housewives did well they started they had just sort of been casting groups of women all over america just to like film their lives and then when one of them hit they renamed all the rest of them after the first one
1: but like, it really, it really didn't really like pop off until about like 2008, I would say, because 2006 was when OC started. So um, yeah, but I, I mean, I was there. I was always there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So
0: what made it pop off?
1: What was like the... I would, I would say that um, the drama, but also the, the, the fact that like... I'll, not. I'll say this,
0: my very first brush with Housewives is just seeing a clip of someone flipping a table.
1: First of all, that New is, Jersey. Uh, yes, thank you. That is Teresa that is, Diodice. Uh, but um, first of all, like, I'm kind of like that. Like, if, if, if you really piss me off, I'm going to fucking flip a table. And I'm really happy that I finally found a show that was like, you know what, bitch? If you piss me off enough, here's this table.
2: <laughs> you know, Callie mentioned that for, li- for people like her who are, interested in the show it can be intimidating to get into it because there are so many shows there's so many women and there's so many complicated interpersonal issues the franchise at one point or another has included 10 different series based in orange county new jersey new york atlanta beverly hills dc miami potomac dallas and salt lake city not all of them are still in production pause pause pause
0: i also know one of those ladies I'm DC because my mom used to party with the one that crashed the White House,
2: yes, <gasps> the yes. most infamous one.
0: Yeah, my mom used to go to her winery
1: and was like,
2: oh, "Thank <sighs> you."
1: They were messy. I'm so happy, I'm so happy that you guys realized that that was a people forget about that. People try to like dismiss that and discard that. No, there was a there was a DC Housewives when they canceled
2: it really quick
0: because they crashed the White House
2: party. <laughs> yeah was, they just I, pre- faked credentials and it was an inauguration of somebody right it was it was like a fancy inaugural ball it was and they and they were not invited and they just showed up in, in formal wear and their attitudes got them inside that yeah. to me
1: is like the the it's just essential white privilege like i'm just gonna
2: walk in this inaugural ball and like not give a fuck Yeah, exactly. So, Sean, what advice do you have for curious housewives tourists who have not been in it for the beginning, who want to check it out, but aren't sure where to begin and can't invest hundreds of hours in getting all caught up?
1: Well, I would say that, um, start off with what you feel closest to, like, I happen to be super mixed race, so I'm like Latino, black, white, I'm everything, but I feel like if if you really want to like, you know, maybe you're from a certain part of the country that you're closest to, maybe that might endear you a little bit to the actual cast. You might, you might, you might feel a little bit more comfortable talking about or, or, or pertaining like certain issues if you're on the East coast or West coast that that might be a little bit a a little good like intro
2: yeah and i also found that like say if i Mm -hmm. wanted to start off something and it has a new season if i go to just the reunion specials of the previous season they show lots and lots of clips just to and like when you get to the reunion special also you can see like who likes and hates each other at this moment like right before whatever storyline you're about to jump in because it changes so the quickly. reunion specials look wild I watched a couple of them yes
0: and also I would like to discuss the clothes of these women <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> In, in really, way? I don't really want to shade but I know it's a thing that you can't buy style in a polite enough way like some of them put it, it's like you know take one thing off before you leave the house like there's a yes. lot going on there sometimes and
1: it's like, it's like let me have every jewelry every every necklace every gown every heel it's like they really are over the top i mean i like the over the top but
0: i'm also like you know you could also do this better <laughs> Out of outfits
1: you know but i'm like you know
0: oh i also really like what is this thing lee is
1: doing where she's wearing all these shirts with the like, with the sleeve you know what I'm really a fan of Leah's is Leah Leah is a style queen because honestly like like she wears like very like New York like I mean, you know, she 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 used to style music videos for like rappers, you know, like I love that about her is that it's, it's more it's more like poignant when you actually have like a dress with a, with a really cool pattern as opposed to wearing 45. Jewelry. Oh, my
0: God, when they tried to put her in the sweatpants.
1: <laughs> the
2: cashmere sweatsuit. Oh, the cashmere sweatsuit. Girl, I know,
1: I know, <laughs> <laughs> What
2: was that? They are all so
0: shady. I have, well, hold on, let me, I just had some thoughts I had written down about each of these women. Let's look at what my thoughts were because I had questions. Okay. These are like my general, oh, what the fuck with, is up with each of these? Uh, well, first all off, right. let me tell you, when I watched it, I have to turn the volume down very, very, very low. They scream Because of
2: the shrillness?
0: It is 110% <laughs> yelling. Also,
2: so I feel
0: like they fight. So I, I have no friends that I would fight with this much. I know some of them are legit friends, but like, and that a lot of the drama is planted. But it, do you think when they're off set that they ever have fun? It just seems like they just throw
2: a party to throw a glass at each yeah. other. Yes, I don't think they hang out unless and, they're being paid to do so.
1: Okay, let me let me let me tell you, uh, Emily and Callie. That listen, I've been, I've met people who like are involved because you know we live in New York. Like I have met people who like actually know them in person, and they like ha- they give me some like good tea. They're like they're like hey like actually uh, like. Like Luann, like, uh, like got really drunk at this party or something. Like, there, there is, there is actual real friendship or not? not well, maybe I feel interaction like Lee and Tinsley I'm
0: obviously sure. must be friends, right? Because that's like yeah. they seem legit.
1: And I don't really know yeah. what is going on with Tinsley, but but the, the, the concept of Real Housewives is like they're definitely not friends. Like they, they, it's production. It's, it's Bravo, definitely like. I'll tell you
0: my hot take. When I looked up like who Tinsley was and how she got so rich, she owes reparations.
1: First of all, (laughs) let me tell you about that because let me tell you, (laughs) hon, about this is that you're right as fuck. And also, I've seen her house. Have you? Because it's she's no, but I
0: will tell you this. I used to date somebody whose dad was like a judge there, and so we would crash parties at the country club that Tinsley went to. But there's like must be clearly two different sides of the club because the part I was on did not look like a plantation. It was like a little shack with golf courts. I guess I only went to the golf side. I don't know. She's come from a long list of plantation owners. Mm -hmm. Reparations, she should be dropping from her pocket. So that was thought one. Okay, so um, all right. So Lee Peed on a prince.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. I'm. I've also peed on. I peed on. <laughs> you know, I peed on a barback space once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then he didn't show back up to work. <laughs> I almost uh, peed on my cat once because he was getting in the way when I really had to go,
1: but I missed him. Oh my. God. Emily, literally, that happened to me so recently. I was like, my my cat. My cat was, like, like surrounding the bowl, and I was like, get away, bitch, because I'm about to piss on you. Yeah, they do that. Luckily, luckily, it didn't happen, but, you know, <laughs> it's close. Close enough. Can we talk about your butthole? Yeah, Can please. Can we talk about ahead. your butthole?
0: Are you really bleaching it right now?
1: It's had been bleached. Is it a process. And, it looks uh, like you keep going. Like, are there phases? It goes down in the Pantos? So um, it took two sessions and yes, now I'm finally done with the session, but I have a cream that I have to apply for the next three weeks.
0: Somehow I'm connecting this to the way I know Leah is from my friend Lourdes. I hope she doesn't get mad that I tell this story, but, um, Lourdes was a homie from VCU and she worked for Mary to the mom for like forever. And when I had the porn,
1: Love that she, brand.
0: I know, right. Which she told me that, um, she was dating somebody who got contusions on his balls and he had to put his balls in sunlight and had to have like a sun lamp on his balls all the time. Wow. That's amazing. So I was just wondering what like the butthole, like do you have to sit on like Cush?
1: I was really confused because I thought that I was going to get like, I thought it was going to be very uh, abrasive as a process, but it wasn't, it wasn't okay. at all. Basically, um, they just like painted my like asshole.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds so much more comfortable. Cause I was worried it was going to be like a donut process.
1: No, I know. I know. I was worried. Sis. <laughs>
2: I think that if you were going to encounter a real housewife out and about in New York city, like going to get your asshole bleached would be an amazing place to meet up with a real housewife. Cause you know, I'm sure they would be oh there God, Emily, absolutely. and they'd be
1: talking about like can you imagine being in being, in, being in the same like waiting room <laughs> like
2: <laughs> like that's what i <laughs> but,
1: but 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 let me let me tell you let me tell you i i this is like a little bit a little bit of a tie back but i actually have met people who know these bitches in real life and they know them as like real like you know like uh like real like i i, I don't know what like I met friends of friends of friends, but like they actually really know these women, and they like they've really like been there, and they've been like, yeah, like uh, I like took Tinsley to like the Hamptons one time, or like crazy shit like that. And I'm I'm, I'm That's one of the reasons that like really like living in New York is like a special fucking treat because damn yeah, like you get really know these women.
2: Well, like I have some other. I have, as some,
1: as other, viewer,
0: I have okay. some other thoughts. But um, first off, uh, these are just my questions about the women. Uh, Luann's cabaret. Mm, okay, just what the f- what? So she's supposed to be a comedian.
2: <laughs> you know, a little I, song, I, a little I, dance, a little seltzer down your pants. You know, it's a variety act. <laughs> <laughs> I was... Thank you, Emily. That is that is
1: that is okay. It's only chaos. It's like it's completely chaotic. It's 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 like she started off trying to be like like witty. But like she's not really maybe smart enough to be winning. I don't, like like I, there's so many things going on, and I just am the like, okay, The whole time girl, that whole storyline, like my husband does not
0: like this. Camilo is like, what is this show? Why are they all yelling? And then I was like, and then he's like, well, what do these people do? And I was like, oh, that woman, um, she, she has a cabaret show. And he was like, you have got to be fucking with me. And also. I Oh, I love, I love I love hearing about Camilo's
1: uh reactions. And
0: uh Ramona, so she's like an anti-masker Trump supporter. Yes. Yes. Oh,
1: super, super and Republican. refers
0: to her waitstaff staff as servants.
1: Um no, not the only help. servants. The help. The help. And and, and, and she doubled down. Someone before r- brought up the fact that like it's not really appropriate or actually at all kind to say that your family that the people that are like working for you are like servants or staff and she's like, No, they're help. They're help. Like again. Like and she, she went over. I'm employee. like, Damn, girl. I'm like, you're you're like next level. You know what's funny though? She's from Brooklyn and I, I wanna figure out where she's from. Mm. What is Giovanni?
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Are you feeling it? That's the first question. Are you feeling Giovanni? i yeah,
1: talking about Giovanni. All, yes, Emily, I am. <laughs>
2: Sean, I'll let you take this one. It's it's too much. Okay, so
1: so Giovanni is is um okay. Imagine like if you were like a showgirl, but like wasn't trying to be like sexy. Like imagine being like a showgirl that was like like. I'm gonna be on Oprah, but I'm still the showgirl. You know what I mean? That's Giovanni. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, 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 it, it, it's not you know. For me, I mean, I'm a very sexual girl, and like, I would imagine like pasties with like my nipples out and everything, like being very hot girl shit, like little Kim's outfits. That's what I would think. But Giovanni is a little bit more like conservative, so it's like, like, like conservative side. I'm, I'm
0: getting yes, gowns. okay. I'm picturing like when yeah. I went to scores. And all the strippers were wearing gowns instead, and they yes. didn't even take thank them you. off. Oh my God, this is okay. perfect. Okay, all right, you, all right, I'm, I'm getting it because they just kept. And talking. they bring
2: it up all the time because the time. A, a former New York housewife named Dorinda had an inn with Giovanni, and therefore Giovanni dressed Luann for her inaugural cabaret, and um, she stole it. And apparently, either she stole the gown she didn't pay for it, or she didn't thank her friend appropriately for hooking her up with these um, modest stripper gowns. Um, But whatever the case, like she got really Dorinda got really drunk and was like screaming Giovanni every time she wore (laughs) Giovanni dress on stage because just heckling her because she felt like she wasn't being appropriately appreciated for introducing her to her friend Giovanni to procure said gowns. I love Dorinda. I'm confused
0: by
1: her hair. I know, and I, you you sent me some messages about her hair, and I was so <laughs> like, down for it. I'm so Why down for hasn't it. anybody
0: just told her to get a little um, palm style? Like, just I get the cut, exactly. But she just lets it. Right. It's
1: like she doesn't style it. Right. She she basically thinks that like short hair is like, the cuttiest. It's really ever, could be cute, yet, but she just needs a little pomade. It, it, it could be have emphasis on the could. Because she's really not styling it too much. i a lot of the looks. Well,
0: and, and the homes. I
1: know. Oh, well. And why <laughs> does Sonia
0: have an intern that runs her bath?
1: First of all, you mentioned one intern. She has 15 interns. And why, why, why? Can we talk she's about like, that? I'm teaching,
0: she's famous. I'm teaching her how to do the life things. No. That was ridiculous. Sonia is such a mess. She a um,
1: yeah, so there's a big ass mess. Like a big in a party ass where she just mess.
0: jumps on the table and starts
1: breaking that mirror with her high heels. First of all, I, can you can you imagine like stepping on glass and like shaking the fucking glass like she's she's tomping on also, it? Basically, I'd
0: love a Halloween in
1: open-toed shoes.
0: I love a fucking Halloween party, but a whole ass goat head on the table is too much.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys um, are either of you Italian, no. because okay, so. I went to um, my aunt is uh, vicariously uh, like she lives in Italy. But um, so basically, what they do is they have like a whole goat head, a whole ass head of a goat, and you like peel off like the pieces of the face, and like it's like polite to like do it. I'm like <laughs> I'm like crying as I do it. It's fucked up, but like I—that's I, the only—that's re- that, the only way I could relate to that. But at the same, well, time. well, if you're
0: eating it, I mean, if you're
1: just sit, sticking it there and you're like, it's a goat
0: head. <laughs> I would make that goat head out of prosciutto. Mm. Mm. I remembered the one that I couldn't figure out how she got rich. That's so messy. Nini leaks.
1: All of them. Oh, first of all, Nini is like she's so she's, rich. You know what? You know what? You know what's funny? She's the most paid housewife of all of I the know. housewives. And then I,
2: she was getting like millions of dollars. In I episodes.
0: tried to Google what she did to get her money to begin with. And she was just like had a rolling
1: glee in the Parkers. How do you guys feel about her sad husband? Who's like really doesn't love
2: her. He just is around. I think he's a dick. So I don't feel bad for her. Thank you. But I, I would say that I only know these people based on what I see on the show. And a lot right. of what I see on the show, we know for a fact, is staged, scripted, and manipulated by producers. However, arguably the juiciest scandals to me are the ones that we know for a fact are real because they are on the public record. And I am talking about arrests. Many housewives have been arrested, and their arrests are part of the show. They are central plot lines to the show. Right now, as we speak, as we record... Erica Girardi from Beverly Hills is being accused of concealing assets for her husband's totally crooked law firm. So investigators are combing through her belongings and her accounts for money and property that should go to clients that were robbed by her husband. Oh my God. Scam goddess. So I'm,
1: I'm I'm (laughs) really, first of all, she is a scam goddess, but what really kills me is the fact that you have to be so audacious and so comfortable with your with your money and with your professional, like almost like pop star style, that like t- can you imagine going on TV and still being a scammer? Yeah. Like I would be scared.
0: I would be, I would be, scared be so fuck.
1: if I was stealing
0: millions of dollars. I would be laying the lowest. I would be a pile on exactly. the floor. Exactly.
2: And this Same. this money that is stolen to be clear like her husband really her husband was representing pe- the families of people who died in like a her- oh, horrific plane boeing, crash the boeing yeah. and plane crash in 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 Indonesia and they were awarded millions of dollars and he literally just stole <gasps> it so like no right so that's what's going on currently but like in March, Jen Shaw of Salt Lake City was arrested for money laundering. I need Gina to know more about
0: these fucking crazy Salt Lake City people because one of them is married to their step-grandfather.
2: Correct. Mary Cosby, has; she was instructed by her late grandmother to marry that grandmother's husband who is not blood-related to her, so a step-grandfather. She said, when I die, Mary my husband, your step grandfather. And so she said, okay, she said, okay.
1: It wasn't a deed. It wasn't a deed. She wrote it down and was like, Hey, you know who you're, you should probably marry after I die. Probably my granddaughter. That's the moment I pretend I can't read, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but she not only inherited the old man, she also inherited the, church, the right? cuckoo bananas made up cult church. You
0: know, there were a lot of people I also was shocked to find are on these shows. Like, Kim Fields?
2: That was disrespectful oh, yes. and disgraceful when she was on Atlanta. I was like, this woman terrible is Kim Fields. Why is she on
1: this show? No, it, but I, 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 I thought only about Candy. I was like, damn, bro, I you know. actually are really yeah, But 200. i had already
0: been prepped for Candy, so I knew that that was a thing. But then I was, like, watching it, and I was like, wait. So it, it's just the whole...
1: I'm so confused. (laughs) If I could, first of all, I was I was just gonna say about Jen, like like, you really have to honestly be like next level confident to be like I'm definitely a criminal, right? And I'm on TV, like (laughs) right. (laughs) You're like like there's no way I'm getting out of this, but like I am actually. So when Salt Lake
2: City comes back, the the central issue of that season is going to be Jen Shaw of Salt Lake City being arrested for money laundering in the past. Gina Kirschenhider so. of Orange County was arrested for drunk driving. Luann Dillaseps of New York yes. was arrested in 2017 for attacking a police officer, disorderly intoxication, and resisting arrest. And she uh, was mm-hmm. um, arrested, and she was on probation for a long time.
0: I kind of um, like that, Kim-
2: Luann, though. <laughs> She's feisty. Well, here's here's, here, feisty. Here, here,
1: here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Can you imagine if any of those charges were a, a, oh a, a no, charges to a black be, girl? No, well, chances it'd be dead. Like, that's re- that's what really fucks me up. Is that like you know, like Luann can do her thing, but like I love Luann, but at the same time, it's like you're really mm-hmm. lucky. You're a rich mm-hmm. white woman. Because damn, imagine all those charges. Did you guys no, see the video yes. when she got arrested? Because yes. it's on youtube
0: Describe it okay. to me with your mouth. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um. (laughs) First of all, boyfriend. Um. (laughs) Um. Okay. So she basically got arrested in in um West Palm Beach. uh, Thank you. And um, she basically is saying, like, she's describing. She's like, oh, she said she literally she literally is telling a police officer, "I will fucking kill you."
2: Oh, that's a direct quote. (laughs) Direct quote. These women. Direct quote. Yeah. Kim Richards of Beverly Hills was similarly charged with public intoxication. She was also charged with trespassing, resisting an officer, and battery. And then, like, four months later after that arrest, she got arrested again for shoplifting at Target. Shoplifting?
1: First of all, first of all, I'm going to just fucking, like, blow my brains out right now because Target what was what was she stealing? Was it thirteen yeah, dollars? I think it was like over on, girl.
2: over four thousand dollars.
0: Oh, she Whoa. just filled the card and left. <laughs> she...
1: <laughs> so 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 real, it's too real, too real. Um, I, 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 and this, I know this... Lee was arrested.
0: Original. That's how she got her money for the mob because she hit a cop that was like hitting her partner at the time.
1: Well, I heard that she fought the cop that
0: was fighting her partner. Right, yeah. Like, the cop hit her partner and then she, like, hit the cop.
2: Right. Well, right? she got 70G. Yeah. One of the more, more serious run-ins with the law was Teresa Ceduce of New Jersey. She and her husband, Joe, were both indicted yes. on federal fraud charges in 2013. They did actual prison time, both of them, and Joe got deported. He is, he is in Here. Italy, never to return. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, no, um, and, and, and this is one type of ex- – this is one example of American justice where I feel like finally like people actually uh, gave it out equally because, like, you know, I first of all – well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He was angry at his wife for not getting his uh, uh, naturalization papers. He was mad at Teresa for not making him go to the judge Isn't to get a lawyer? His, his papers done. I'm like, baby – well, I mean, I guess he probably he, he probably you know, I mean, he 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 was for the for the you know, normally Ameri- like American, but he he just never actually got the full finalized document that says Fuck. you are an American citizen mm. and then, and that's why he got that's why he got right. Departed.
2: I think probably the most infamous arrest happening on the show was when Portia Williams from Atlanta was arrested for. Actually, literally assaulting her castmate, Kenya Moore, on the reunion special in 2014. Like, she assaulted her there in front of all the cameras. Andy Cohen and the security had to rip her off of Kenya Moore. And she got arrested. Oh, I got to
0: see that.
2: So this rap sheet that I just detailed with you all, these are just arrests that happened during filming. They're not even, like, the... I'm not even talking about like girls getting arrested before they were on the show. There are many, I'm not even talking about spousal arrests. There are many, many, many. So this leads me to sort of chicken and egg question. Does the show attract violent, alcoholic, drug addicted thieves, or does the pressure of being on the show just bring that (laughs) out in normally law abiding citizens? Like what is, what are your thoughts?
1: I think that, It's going to attract people who naturally might already be involved in these types of things, but it's going to emphasize them if you already are. If I'm going to go on a show, I'm not going to be like a regular bitch, you know? I'm going to be like a nasty, crazy girl, like throwing tables and shit.
2: Yeah, like that's the reason. You know that that's the reason why they hired you, so you have to be predisposed. But, you know, I don't want to make it sound like all of the best drama on these shows are are litigious. Like, my, I would say my favorite scandals are obviously Mary Cosby being married to her step-grandfather. Um, I love how right now Portia from Atlanta is engaged to guest housewife Fallon's not-yet ex-husband. Like, this woman just got introduced onto the show last season and, like, already another cast member is a, is engaged to her husband. What? I think that's quality gossip. I have to say, like, obviously these shows rely a lot on like getting these women very drunk, but I'm not, I'm not always comfortable with the fact that these women are being very liberally plied with alcohol. Many of them, as we know, because they talk about it on the show, are mixing at that alcohol with prescriptions. Absolutely, And then they have zero inhibitions the cameras keep rolling, and they just rip each other to pieces and completely freak out and come apart. Callie, you started watching because you know Leah McSweeney. Her whole first season on New York last year was completely focused on her screaming, sobbing, throwing tiki torches, Mm -hmm. just having drunken rampages. How do we reckon with this aspect of the show, considering it's responsible for so much televised girl-on-girl crime? I think that's the
0: hardest The biggest uh, negative for me is like, man, all they literally do is scream at each other.
2: One of the people who has directly accused the franchise, Bravo, everything about it for being specifically misogynistic is Gloria Steinem. I saw an interview with her in 2013 where she said, it is women all dressed up and inflated and plastic surgeried and false bosomed and incredible amounts of money spent not getting along with each other fighting with each other it is a minstrel show for women i don't believe it i have to say i feel like it's manufactured that the fights between them are manufactured and they're supposed to go after each other in some kind of conflicting way in any universe are the real housewives shows feminist or are they just a guilty pleasure that we should enjoy in secret and hide our shame
1: i feel like um you have to take it as it is to a certain extent if you take it too far, if you take it too deep, I feel like, yes, th- it's going to be definitely misogynistic. And it's definitely going to be like a part of maybe being detrimental t- to women.
2: I almost feel the way about it the way I, I, I felt I, about. I find Gloria's
0: statement a little insulting with all the attention to all the surgery. Like if someone wants to get surgery, they can get surgery. I get that she's saying it's all fake and and what whatnot, but let a bitch let their face be their face if they want to fuck with it
2: right i, mean, I the will still make what- fun
0: of you if i think your plastic surgery is <laughs> shitty because you did a bad decision with your doctor but you had a right to change your face you know what i mean yeah.
1: no, i i agree you came I, I think out looking like
0: trash better. i will say you didn't do your research but you know you can still you can still do whatever you want
2: yeah I mean, those poor women are creating a culture that then necessitates their own plastic surgery. So
0: exactly. That's also Exactly.
2: A, oh my God. True. I love that
0: statement. That is true. Because once you get it's more sad
2: than bad.
1: Yeah, once you get the one thing, you gotta keep up with the Johnson's faces. Thank you. And you have to you know, like, oh my nose is thin, but what about my lips? Oh, no, what about my eyelashes? What about my this and that? It's like it's like you, you, you keep on building up this standard that you'll never attain.
2: Yeah, and I almost feel about the show. Going back to the feminist question as well, I feel about it similar to the way that I felt about the Biggest Loser, which I watched for many years. Um, I'm a large person, and I've always been a large person my entire life. And I, like, I feel truly and honestly that the Biggest Loser is like fat minstrelsy that is damaging that it is fat phobic. And yet I watched it all the time because I was so eager to see people who looked like me in pop culture, to see people who looked like me on television, to see, because like when they weren't being screamed at for being fat, You know, they were like, oh, this is my life and this is my dog and this is where I live. And I just really wanted to see people who looked like me on television and have them be the subjects and not just objects of ridicule and have a show be about people that looked like me that I watched it all the time, even though it made me feel like crap, even though I felt like it was damaging to me personally. Mm -hmm. I kept watching it because I couldn't resist seeing people who looked like me on television. And I wonder if... um. Real Housewives is maybe a little bit like that where there's women of a, a certain age yeah. who aren't all in their early to mid-20s who are existing, who are like having these storylines about our, themselves. And we want to see women hanging out who somehow reflect us in some way, even if it's misogynist, even if it's damaging, even if yeah. it's perpetuating stereotypes that um, really need to be done away with. Like maybe when pop culture actually catches up to women and gives us what we need and what we want, then we won't need Real Housewives anymore. And we'll just be able to discard it and move on to like better shows that better serve us. Yes. I think you just basically broke it all down. And so for now we have these shows and, and we'll continue to discuss them. I'm so happy that we've had the chance to talk about them with an expert in the field, (laughs) Sean Anthony. And I'm so happy that you've been on this show with us. I love it. Thank you. I miss you. Uh, We're going to take the briefest of breaks. And when we come back, Sean is going to stay with us. And I'm going to ask Sean and I'm going to ask Callie. And hopefully, Callie, you're going to ask me. What what you watching? watching? Before we get back to the show, I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Wolfie Vibes Publicity. If you're working on a new project and find yourself in need of a kick-ass publicist who communicates well and works tirelessly to get you the coverage you're after, consider going to Wolfie Vibes Publicity. Wolfie Vibes Publicity is a female-owned and operated boutique PR firm that will get you where you need to be, and you'll even have fun in the process. Get in touch via wolfievibespublicity.com for details and quotes, and tell them that Pop-Tart sent you.
0: Essentially I started it because every female comedian I know was amazing and hardworking and hilarious and I knew would make great podcasts and every male comedian I know already had a podcast and was doing their own thing. (laughs) Hi, I'm Kate Moldenhauer, the founder of More Banana Podcasts, a comedy podcast network entirely produced, hosted, and led by women. We have shows about politics. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. When the Supreme Court puts stuff on their calendar, they use the word docket.
2: So their Google calendar is a docket. Is a
0: docket. So technically, I have a docket.
2: You have a
1: docket. We all
0: have, we docket. All have a docket.
2: Sex? Welcome to My Vagina, I'm Jessie Karen. This is Rebecca Frank. What were ancient Greek dildos made of, Jessie? They were made of padded leather and, yep, anointed with olive oil. Yep. <laughs> scams. I'm Kayla Rodney. Smith. And, <laughs> and we, we love scams. scams. She tells them she's a German-Russian heiress, and she seems like she has a lot of money, and people buy it. That's yeah. basically what's happening. So
1: as soon as she got a loan, she would cash it as much as she could out before anybody caught on.
2: It's which amazing. Was so smart. I mean
1: so like, smart. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but like to take that money out immediately.
0: Because women are actually pretty versatile and funny. More banana is a network of women's voices, unfiltered and uninterrupted. Find us everywhere you get your podcasts and learn about our growing roster of shows at morebanana.com. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four.
2: Hey Pop-Tart listeners, have you been trying to record your own podcast, but you keep getting bogged down by technical problems? Luscious Logan can take the raw recordings of your show, edit and produce them to give them that rich, full-body sound that you hear right now. If you have a deep need to express yourself and sound good in the process, reach Luscious Logan lusciouslogan logan 13 at gmail.com that's luscious logan
1: 13 at gmail.com if you want to have
2: that luscious sound and we're back hey Hey, we're back. Sean is still here. I'm so excited. We haven't had a guest stay for our What you Watching segment in a long time. It, it makes me feel extra fancy, right, Kelly? I love it. I love
0: when they get to hang on and we get to just kiki about it all.
2: Yes. Um, so this is the part of the program in which I ask you guys, um, what you have been watching because if you guys are watching it, it's probably very cool. Let's start with Sean. What you watching? And this is a broad question. I'm talking about movies, television, books, music, music, videos. If you are consuming it pop culturally, we want to know it.
1: So thank you for that question because I have several things to share. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So my favorite show that I've been watching is uh, Cruel Summer. And it's, uh, it's, it's really like, it's just juicy. It's just super like, you don't know what's going on. And t- and like, I want to find out the final episode, but I don't, I'm like, hold up. Don't, don't tell me too quick. Um, um, I'm also really so wait, enjoying, I think uh,
0: I watched one episode. This is where they're like, some girl is kidnapped. Right. And then, yeah. And then the other girl may or may not have seen who kidnapped her.
1: So we don't know yet i mean i don't know yet maybe i don't know we'll figure it out i guess you know episode eight or whatever but like we are figuring out whether or not okay so this girl is um basically kidnapped and unfortunately you know what happens to girls when they're kidnapped um but um it's the whole story behind that and each each episode is about three years of the summer so there's 1993 1994 and 1995. And each it, it's like it's like you know each um, each year is filmed and shot a different way. So cinematography, like cinematography wise, there's like you know sometimes it's like darker or like there's a different mm. way that they make it look different. So I'm really enjoying that show. Um, I'm also really enjoying um, the music of this girl uh, Slater, and she's like reinventing like pop it's like almost like, you know how like Lady Gaga came out and like really busted the game up. Like where it was like, wow. Like, holy shit. Like this is new. She's uh-huh. kind of like that. She for for like now. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those are the two things that I'm really, really fucking vibing on.
2: Sweet. And Callie, tell me what is it that you have been watching? Well, speaking of, of
0: music, there's this, um, band, the Linda Linda's that have been going yes. viral right now. Um, Oh, nice. So they are a band of girls that it's 10 to 16 years old. There's four of them. And um, the LA public library was celebrating AAPI heritage month and did a teen-tastic Tuesday. I guess that's like a regular thing they do. And so this band played there and they have this song called racist, sexist boy. That is so fucking good. It's total old school, right? Girl vibes. And there was, like, a little, at the beginning, uh, one of them says, a little while before we, and this is what the girl says to start the the video, a little while before we went into lockdown, a boy in my class came up to me and told me his dad told me to stay away from Chinese people. After wow. I told him he was, I was Chinese, he backed away from me. So me and Eloise wrote this song about him. And then it's like, one, two, three, four, you know,
1: sexist, racist boy. It's so I love this. Good. So, I mean, Can I ask you? um, Are the are these? uh, Is this a band of like young, like literally like children? Yes, it's a
0: band of children. I love them.
1: And uh, the girl, the drummer, is like wearing a
0: Bikini Kill shirt. I guess they um, opened up for Bikini Kill on some
2: shows, and then they also were in that movie Moxie. Yeah, that's what I know them from. I saw them for the first time when I saw that Amy Poehler movie, Moxie. And I was like, oh, they're amazing. I I think I brought them to a story meeting, but I wasn't able to get them in Bust before they went viral. they're teeny
0: tiny. They're kind of young. But um, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. uh, I love Tom Morello. Rage Against the Machine. He retweeted the um, tweet and then it fucking blew up. I love these little girls, so.
1: I'm, That's so I'm, nice. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to definitely
1: like deep dive into their... They, they seem like a really awesome... They have this a is whole
0: amazing. song about Claudia Kishi from uh, the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> I also watched Halston on Netflix. The new Ryan Murphy. I know people are saying Ryan Murphy's doing too much. His shows are just... Crap but I love a cheesy wait wait
1: wait, wait 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 I'm really excited to hear this What is it called? Houston About
0: the hat designer that became like the Clothing designer back you know with And had like yes. the drapes
1: And I, I love, love draping I he Is very like into like Representing gay culture
0: He, he Yes and also cocaine culture <laughs> There is So yes, much girl. cocaine in this Show <laughs> Ewan McGregor is great in it in McGregor Um so i wa- I was watching that, and then um good girls, I'm loving. I'm worried yes. it's going to get canceled, but I love I'm so like on the seat because there's a trans boy, and he was in private school, and now the mom doesn't have enough money, so she's got to take him back to uh, public school, and he wants to take karate because he's worried because last time he was at the school he was a girl like yeah. That's a great, that's the storyline. I need them to not cancel because I need to know he's okay. Oh. And lastly, I have to say, Emily, did you watch the last episode of SVU? No. I have
2: have not seen this week's episode.
1: Can we just have our own little private group about SVU? Because, bitch, I am so obsessed. Oh, my God. You guys,
2: this
0: episode, at the end of it, it, you know, it's another one of those crossovers.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. You talking about Christopher Maloney? Oh. And his cakes. Christopher Big <laughs> Butt Maloney? First of Maloney, all... Maloney but Maloney? He retweeted a picture of his own ass <laughs> and said, these Maloney's, because Maloney literally means melons. Oh Catholic. my God, I love him.
2: I will say, I very much am here for Stabler and Benson Reunited. However... I, I always love SVU. I don't always love organized crime.
1: No, I'm not really vibing on it. Are they different? They're very, They're very different. It's just, they're it's different much slower. I'm
0: not, I can't get, I can't even finish the the second episode.
2: I feel like they're actually like purposefully trying to make it like the wire.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's not uh, so working.
1: Emily, it's so true. It's like, they're, they're really, they're really trying. And failing. Emily, what have you been watching?
2: Thank you so much for asking, Callie. The th- The main thing that I'm watching today is Lil Nas X's new video on repeat. Did you know There's that he dropped video? a new video? It's called Sun Goes Down.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see it.
2: And it just came out um, like 15 hours ago, maybe 12 hours ago. Um, at the time that we're recording this, it's called Sun Goes Down. And it's so cute. It has a video about him struggling with his sexuality in high school and he his self now comforting his high school self and it's like it's going to be one of those songs like like beautiful when Christina Aguilera put it out where like all of the misfit teens like clutch it to their fluttering breasts and also those of us who remember being misfit teens will also clutch he it.
1: He is such a gift. I love him. Um I still feel like a misfit teen so yes.
2: i also finally caught up on the real world homecoming new york which is on paramount plus what is that they reunited the cast of the very first season of the real world that was in new york they got the exact loft on prince street back and they got everyone back and they had them be there for just like a few days but um to to live in the house to to rehash some of the issues that they had thirty years ago oh, no. to reconnect and they everyone showed up in New York but Eric Nyes <gasps> okay. had COVID and so he seems like an anti-masker he does no he's not he he went full like healer shaman alternative medicine energy. I like him a lot more now even than I did back then. Now that he's all woo-woo, crystal, um, yoga, bunny. and But he, tes- he tested positive for COVID like right off the airplane. And so he was oh. in a nearby hotel Zooming with everyone else the whole time. Oh, wow. And was like totally heartbroken. It was so sad. And then Becky, <sighs> Becky shows up and Kevin Powell – They tried to revisit their discussion about race, and Becky went full, like, stop, don't call me a racist. Some of my best friends are black, African- she was like i take african dance classes so i understand and norman who has been her friend this whole time like he was so beside himself that she was going to like be labeled a karen forever that he literally screamed like shut up beggy <laughs> shut up <laughs> like while she was doing it he kept trying to interrupt her like literally for her own good because he's her friend and like she was like i'm leaving and she left and she stayed in new york while they finished taping and like she met um julie at like the piers to like have a heart to heart but but like she didn't ever she would not come back and she would (laughs) not take constructive criticism about her means of expression
0: oh becky
2: and um, as Callie knows, my very favorite TV show of all time is the original Dark Shadows uh, soap opera from the '60s, and I'm in like one of the last years of it now. I've been watching it for years because there's hundreds of episodes, and I'm um, right now that the season that I'm in in 1970, they're basically reenacting the classic Daphne du Maurier novel Rebecca. Oh, um, I love. But that. With, <laughs> And so I'm freaking out. Like, it's very exciting because they, they discovered, like, in the east wing of Collinwood, there's a, a portal to another dimension <laughs> where all of the characters are in there. And they still have the same names, but they're living, like, entirely different lives. And the alternate lives that they're living are Rebecca. And so if you know Rebecca, then you're like, holy shit, this is Rebecca. And if you don't know Rebecca, it's like, oh, this is a fascinating <laughs> turn of events. And so watching that made me return to the, to the 1940 Hitchcock version of Rebecca. Hitchcock's Rebecca is based off of the Daphne du Maurier novel. And um, obviously the um, show was trying to capitalize on that movie's success. It was Hitchcock's first American movie, Mm -hmm. and it was really something else. It stars Laurence Olivier and Joan Fontaine. I've never seen this. It is incredible. (laughs) It's on HBO Max, and it is great. So I always suggest Dark Shadows. But also, if you want just like a really fucking great movie um, from the past, check out Rebecca, the 1940 Rebecca that Alfred Hitchcock directed. And the last thing that I have been watching is the majestic Pop-Tarts Patreon page, which is in the world, and it's how we're helping Bust survive. We really need your help with this fundraiser, and I hope that you'll be excited by the goodies that we've hooked up for Pop-Tarts listeners at patreon.com slash pop tarts podcast callie and i um, have been typing up show notes exclusively for patreon donors that include links to what everyone has been watching for all 107 episodes including what sean has been watching there will be links to all those amazing things um there's also exclusive content on there including our amazing patreon patrons only episode with big frida already know You already know. And there's so much more. Please check it out at patreon.com slash pop tarts podcast. And finally, I would just like to thank, of course, our guest, Sean. Thank you so much for coming, Sean. You're a delight.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to talk to you. I miss you. I miss you too. And I can't wait to see you at this party.
2: I would also like to thank our luscious producer and sound engineer, Logan Del Fuego. (laughs) Muy caliente, Logan. And our girl gang at Bust Magazine. You can find me on Twitter at Emily Rems and on Instagram at Rems Emily. But you cannot find Callie on social media, so don't even try, right, Callie? No, 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 no. Sean, do you want to shout out your socials?
1: Um, I, they, they call me Tropical Redbone in these
2: streets. <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> And uh, you can learn more about this show at bust.com slash PopTarts. And finally, please, if you have a moment, if you could rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, it would truly, truly help us out. It helps us get the word out and we super duper appreciate it. Until next time.
1: Is have a goat head?
2: A whole ass head of a goat. The cuckoo bananas made up cult church. You know, a little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants. You know, it's a variety act.